Welcome back, folks. Today, zooming in from one of the most beautiful towns in beautiful British Columbia, Panorama, BC, we've got a real estate investing power couple who have really dialed it in with short-term rentals. And I'm talking about Kelly and Amber uh, Geraint. And I want to welcome you guys to the show. Great to have you here. I understand this is your very first podcast interview. Is that correct? That's right. It is. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys, I know that you've got a really, really interesting backstory, but if you could give us kind of the 30,000 foot perspective, first of all, why did you decide to jump right into short-term rentals versus everything and anything else that was available out there? And then we'll talk a little bit about how you got into real estate investing in the first place. So we live in Panorama, British Columbia, which is a destination. So it just seemed like the right thing to do to start doing the short-term rentals that we knew lots of people around us doing it. Um, so we did run an oil and gas company for the nine years. And during that, we sort of branched out our company um, and started investing. And we bought a chalet and we started renting that out through Airbnb. Um, and we had great success doing it. So we rinsed and repeated that multiple times and just fell in love with it. Nice. So oil and gas, everybody has the impression that that is huge money and it can be, that's for sure. But it's a little bit up and down. Is that kind of why you guys decided to start focusing more on the on the real estate side of things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was spending big amounts of time away from home. So a lot of times I'd be gone for anywhere from three weeks to six months at a time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, long days as well. So we weren't, we didn't really have a relationship um, other than on the phone and FaceTime and stuff like that. So we knew we needed to do something a little bit different. We just didn't know what it was. The short-term rentals, we kind of used the oil and gas company to buy the short-term rentals and uh, we just kept on buying and buying. So yeah. uh, that is, well, that's a good way to use your, your profits. A lot of oil and gas guys that I'm aware of, they're buying boats and toys and big pick them up trucks and all, all sorts of stuff like that. We Real wanted to do stuff. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we decided to do real real estate investing instead. So <laughs> I think that well, in 2020 hindsight, was it a good choice? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So walk me through this. First of all, for folks who aren't familiar with Panorama, maybe give us an idea of, of what options are available in and around the town, more or less what the size of the town is. Uh, that sort of thing. And then we'll talk a little bit about the short-term rental side. Yeah, definitely. So we're located about 20 minutes outside of Invermere, British Columbia. It has a beautiful lake, Lake Windermere. Uh, many people spend their summer vacations there. It goes from roughly 4,000 people that live there full-time to about 40,000 in the summertime. Wow. So we have an influx of people, most of them from Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton area. And Panorama, it's like I say, 20 minutes outside and it has a beautiful ski resort there. It also has some mountain biking and it's got one of the better golf courses in British Columbia as well. It's called Grey Wolf. Um, it's a must play. You got to see it. Uh -huh. And you have uh, some of the best snowmaking in uh, North America as well. So it brings people from all over the world, not just Canadians, but Europeans are big. Yeah. Excellent. All right. And, and looking over the information you sent ahead of time, you guys, it sounds like I don't know if it was your first chalet, but one of your chalets turned out to be an absolute home run. You got it for a good price. You house hacked it. You, 
you cash flowed it like crazy. And then you sold it for, I think, double what you paid for it not that long beforehand. So maybe walk us through that story because that's pretty enticing. Yeah. So we, we bought it in 2017, like historical low. Uh-huh. Uh, we renovated the whole place all at once, three stories, six bedrooms, which is in hindsight, not, you know, not the most fun project, but we got it done. Yeah. Um, we went from, I think she was renting it out for 40,000 a year and we were able to increase that to over a hundred thousand a year. Wow. Yeah. And it was like a job, like a full-time job, very lucrative, but it was impacting our lifestyle. Mm. Um, we never thought we'd sell it, but you know what? The market was just doing so well and we talked to a realtor and they told us what we could list it for and we just it was a no-brainer for us <laughs> yeah so so and you guys lived in that property as well is that correct so you kind of live in hosts live yeah we lived there for uh a couple of years there was the a separate basement suite with two bedrooms so we oh. were able to run it manage it clean it do everything and live in the basement. So it no was- No wonder it was a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had our daughter, so- <laughs> Yeah, basement suite wasn't going to cut it anymore. All right. <laughs> so so you guys, when did you guys sell that property? Was that recently? Last March, so- 20- Okay, yeah, okay, very good. And then did you take the proceeds from that sale and and buy some more short-term rentals or what? what did you decide to do with that? Yes. So we bought one more short-term rental with that, but we've also done some private lending with some of the funds. Nice. So, yeah, we're doing yeah. that. Uh, ready to get into our own projects here. So Okay. So yeah, let's, so at, when you were at your, your peak with your short-term rentals, how many different properties did you have going in your portfolio? We had six at once. Six at once and all pretty high level type properties. Yeah, all high end. We went in and um, renovated everything, and it, they're all like hotel style uh, accommodations. Yeah, kind of bought them undervalued, and then went in and done the the rehab so we can get kind of the top rents for them as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really smart, you guys. Now, are you self managing all of these, or have you started to outsource some of that? So currently, we're self managing everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Being Panorama, it's a pretty small community. So property management is very hard to find or very, very expensive. Um, so right now we're self-managing them. And that's kind of why we're sort of pivoting. Um, we've created a job for ourselves, which is great because he was able to retire from oil and gas. Mm. Uh, but now we want more time together again. So we're yeah. going <laughs> to the family and uh, yeah. Well, at least you get to sleep under the same roof. That's that's yeah. a big benefit. And you're working together in the business. That probably has its pros and cons. What <laughs> what have you guys found working together as a couple uh, that, to, to make things work? Because I, I know that can be really, really challenging for a lot of folks working with their spouse. What have you guys found that helps helps you guys get along at work and get along at home after work? So we, we have... The same job, but we do separate things. So I let him do most of the online aspect of that. And I'm kind of behind the scenes, making sure everything's ready for the guests to get there and communication with the guests. So we do occasionally clean together and it's a lot of fun and we get it done quickly. And listen to all sorts of good podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine. So I was going to ask you guys that question. If you got, you said six, you had six, six properties on the go. Um, 
that's a lot of cleaning, right? I mean, I, do you do you guys have a a crew for that, or is that the two of you doing all the turnovers as well? So we had we had cleaning companies, but they come and go so frequently. Yeah. So we're always actively looking for new people, but we jump in when we need to. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it's not quite enough to have somebody full time on staff. I, I guess, eh? Is that that borderline? Yeah. yeah. What would you think, just based on your experience, like how many units would you have to have under management for having your own staff to make sense financially? Oh, probably a dozen, I would say. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is, is a lot of a lot of the days you get the same checkout. So it might you might not have any cleans for three or four days, but then all of a sudden one day There's you have three. eight. So yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah weekends and whatnot yeah everybody comes in and leaves at the same time kind of thing so it's right and we do have the shoulder season so it's hard to keep somebody on full time so yeah that would be a challenge you guys that's for sure so yeah i mean you you must have to pitch in quite a bit with the the manual labor side of things to get it done when things are crazy yeah and that's the challenge we've ran into you know Mm -hmm. we're not in a big center where um we can get help when we need it so that's sort of another reason why we're jumping yeah. to and resort towns help definitely isn't readily available, nor is it cheap anymore. No, 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 it's getting expensive. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm starting to see why short-term rental rentals have lost a little bit of their luster for you. So what well, are you <laughs> looking to do next? So we're looking to get into multifamily. We're looking around the Edmonton area right now. So uh-huh. we've been- Last six months or so, we've been educating, um, doing several courses, um, connecting with a lot of people, and just kind of learning some of the ins and outs, getting to know the market. Um, so we're just about ready to dive into it here. Very cool. So what are you going to do? What are you going to focus on when it comes to multifamily? Like what kind of size properties do you want to get into? Are you going to keep doing the short-term rentals? Because multifamily can be great. However, the cash flow you guys get from the short-term rentals, um, I think you you already know, far and above exceeds what your portion of the cash flow is going to be from likely hundreds of, of rental units if you're getting into multifamily. So uh, what, what are you guys thinking about doing there um, to keep we're the lights on, so to speak? Yeah, we're definitely going to keep our short-term rentals, what we have for now. Okay, that's, yeah. That's provide- me without having to go back to the oil and gas and it provides a living for our family. But the building size we're looking at is kind of that 12 to 24 unit. Okay. Looking for the kind of the sweet mix, uh, mostly two bedrooms, if we can find it. We know a lot of other people are looking for that as well. Yeah. Looking for something that we can do a value add as well. Okay. Yeah. That's making sense. So, so you're looking at smaller buildings that ideally you can get into either on your own or with a few joint venture partners, but you don't have to go and syndicate the whole thing. That's where things start to get really, really skinny is when you're, you got a whole bunch of limited partners that, that uh, eat up 70 or 80% of the the value of the, of the property, in which case it, it becomes a, you make your money on acquisition fees and management fees and that kind of stuff. It doesn't sound like that's what you guys want to do. You want to find, under undermanaged or or properties are in a little bit of rough shape, fix them up. And then what are your thoughts there? Are you going to rent them out as as traditional long-term rentals or are you going to do something a little bit more creative with them? 
There might be some medium-term rental that we'd be looking yeah. at as well. Yeah. And then some of them long-term rental as well. Um, that way we can, our, like our debt service ratio is kind of out the window right now. Uh-huh. We can kind of show that we can do that. Then we can continue to scale. Maybe we can show investors down the road that we have some knowledge and that we have a little bit of backing and that we can do this. So we figure that that will uh, really help set us off. Yeah. Yeah. Another big challenge we've run into is with the short-term rentals, um, the banks won't look at that as income. So we're mind boggling. Yeah. It's yeah. mind boggling, isn't it? it is. They tax us on it. But. They tax us, but we can't use it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's, it is just so ridiculous, especially in a place like Panorama, which is a tourist town. I mean, that, that's what it, that's what it's all about. Um, interesting. You know what? I was just talking with a, another couple, real estate couple from Saskatoon and they actually managed to get their single family home one of their one of their properties zoned as a short term rental wow and it was the very first one in town that got zoned that way i don't know how they did it but you know they were the the first one to do it so that now allows them to point to that and and the banks are confused about it at the moment because they don't, it takes them a long time to understand things, it seems. But now the property is zoned properly for short term rentals. That will increase the value of the property because it's zoned properly and everything like that. And theoretically, at least at some point down the line, the banks should get their head around the fact that this is a thing. It's a, it's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Have you is is there any kind of short term rental zoning in Panorama because it's such a, a tourist place? Not that I'm aware of, but I'll definitely be looking into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be something to look into. That's that's really cool. All right, now let's talk about the multifamily. That's interesting. I love the idea with your expertise and your experience of if you get one of these eight, 10, 12 unit type properties, if you guys get that yourselves and you're doing that deal yourself turning some of those units into furnished medium-term rentals could be really, really smart because especially in Edmonton, there's such a, a great demand for those kind of properties, you know, between government workers and healthcare workers and people coming around that, that need a place for three, six, eight months kind of thing, but not super long-term. I think that could be kind of the best of both worlds because you get much higher rents, but a lot less management, cleaning, et cetera, et cetera, that like you do with short-term rentals. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're, is that what you're kind of thinking about? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. hopefully we can add that to the net operating income and boost the, yeah, yeah the building. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you guys, because I was talking with another lady. That's a big benefit of doing these daily interviews, right? Uh, just two, two or three days ago, I was talking with a lady. Her husband was oil and gas as well, cashed out a number of years ago. Uh, things were looking great. Their their properties were all doing really, really nicely. Then a similar situation, kind of, that you know, we all know what happened with interest rates a year and a year ago and what's been going on with them. Well, coincidentally, a lot of their mortgages came up for renewal and they had smaller uh, single, well, not single family home, but residential mortgages on these, which were based on his income, right? So it was based on his income when he had the high pay and oil field job. He retired three or four years ago. Life was great for a while, but now 
they're trying to get these properties refinanced and the banks are going, Hey, you don't qualify anymore. You know, you, you don't have the, the income to, to do this. So he had to actually scramble around and go back and, and get a job just to be able to qualify to keep the damn properties they already have. So I, I see what you're talking about. This is, it is a big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. We are, we're lucky we did refinance about two years ago. We locked in for, for 10 years on them. Oh, smart. Warning <laughs> uh, signs coming there. So we pulled the trigger and did that. And we're pretty yeah. thankful we did that. So that relieves a little bit of pressure for sure. Yeah, no, that's really smart, you guys. So moving ahead, I mean, it sounds like a lot of what you want to do revolves around getting your, your ducks in a row, getting experience, get a proof, proof of concept with a, a small multifamily. Very, very smart there. And then you also want to kind of get your ducks in, in a row so that moving ahead, the banks will look more favorably upon you for doing future commercial type properties. Am I understanding that properly? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Now you can, I, I highly recommend you do that, but you also know there are shortcuts to that where you bring on partners and they help qualify for the financing and they bring on the capital, they bring on expertise, et cetera, to do these kind of deals. Have you thought about doing joint ventures? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We just, we sort of wanted to get our first one under our belts and show that we could do it and then bring some people onto our team. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you guys. So what what are you doing moving ahead to to find deals, look at deals, underwrite deals, get them going? Yes, we've got a couple of realtors in uh, the Edmonton area. Yeah. With some property management, some lawyers. Um, we're just working to build a team right now. Excellent. So, analyzing deals daily. Yeah. yeah. A lot of yeah. Uh, you know, analysis as well. So we're um, we're just learning the ropes. And like I say, pretty soon we should be Everything should come together. And you're ready to pull the trigger because you sold off that beautiful chalet. You got a you got a nice chunk of cash waiting to be deployed. And yeah. you're just looking for the right property. That's a good position to be in, you guys. That's really, really good. So, you know, based on what you've kind of experienced so far and knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently four, five, six years ago when you first got started? We Probably would have started with multifamily long-term um, rentals because, like I said, the short term is kind of, it's great, it's lucrative, it provides us with our daily cash flow, but it's also kind of stopping us from getting ahead in the same sense because we're both real full-time real estate investors, so we don't have a job that the banks are looking at. Like, we work full-time, but we don't, uh, we don't in their eyes, so... So you, you got the golden handcuffs without the benefits of an official <laughs> job at the bank's That's office. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oil and gas was good, but it's also if we could have educated ourselves several years ago, we did have to pass up on several good deals mm -hmm. that we knew were really good deals. It's just we didn't know about the joint venturing, we didn't know about private lending, we didn't know about any of that stuff. Yeah. So we just had to let it go because we had no other way. We tried with our bank, and we figured that was the be-all end-all. Had we had known now. And then we, we could would have, have bought buildings. Yeah. We could have had yeah. some deals over the last five or six years. Well, you guys have done phenomenally well in a short period of time. So give yourselves a pat on the back. You definitely deserve it. And mm -hmm. I think you've got a, a solid business plan for moving ahead when it comes to doing the multifamily stuff. Um, tips I, I might give you, but again, it's tough because you're in Panorama and Edmonton's quite a, quite a ways away. Uh, 
but if if there's any way that you can try to find some off market type deals i think that's where the opportunity is because it just seems to me that alberta has become very very hot in the multifamily space for a lot of people from ontario from british columbia so there's a lot of competition for the stuff that's on the market. So my experience has been over the last 20 plus years doing stuff that anytime you can deal direct with a seller, start that relationship, get those conversations going, there's a much you know higher likelihood of success. You're still going to you're still going to have to go through a lot of them, right? Underwrite a lot of them. But there's a lot higher likelihood of success with something like that in a hot kind of highly competitive market. So that would be one one tip, one suggestion I might give you guys is to to see what you can do to, you know, every once in a while, take a little trip to Edmonton, go scout out the kind of properties. Well, first of all, focus on a few different areas of town that have the kind of properties that you're looking for. And then just really kind of put on the private eye hat and investigate and find out who are the owners of these properties. And you know, in the past, I've, I've had great success with simple things like direct mail campaigns. If you put together a list of 20, 30, 40, 50 properties and, and find out who the, and it's a bit of work to do this, but nobody else does it. So that's a big advantage. Find out who the uh, owners are and start communicating with them, um, you know, providing some value, creating some curiosity, not just, hey, I want to buy your your property, but starting to kind of it tells your story a little bit. Like you guys have got a really, a really good story to tell. You know, you got the experience in the oil field. You got the experience in real estate, the short-term rentals. You could really tell this story. And now you got a, a young family that's growing up and you want to spend more time together as a family. So you're looking at multifamily. Just be kind of upfront. Hey, deals are, we, we've got a, a good chunk of cash. We can definitely afford to buy a property. We don't need to to worry about that. It's just finding a property that makes sense. So if you if you do something, there's a lot of work involved with that, but I bet you if you found 30, 40, 50 of those kind of properties and you set set out and and, and put the effort behind uh, a marketing campaign and you stuck with it for six to 12 months, I bet you that would lead to several deals uh, for you. At least that first one would would happen a lot faster than just hoping that realtors bring you something. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah. Definitely something to think about for sure. I like awesome, it. you guys. Well, hey, time flies when you're having fun. If people want to connect with you, if they want to find out about how they too can stay in one of your beautiful properties in beautiful Panorama, BC, what's the best thing for them to do? So you can find us on uh, Facebook under Kelly Garine. Um, and we do have a website, website MVP Rentals. Uh, Inc. Um, and uh, yeah, that's probably the best way. Kelly Garin at Hotmail.com. Very good. All right, you guys. Well, congratulations and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.